can imagine being the only black teacher in a school this in, in 2020 where all the unrest and you know and, and the, the protests and the yeah. George Floyd and all of that was happening and then to have to go in this place and to be isolated because you really are yeah. um, so what I will say is from that experience that's why I pour in and I do a lot of mentoring for younger black educators because it's important for them to know that they are you know that they they do have support they, they are important and they can be successful in their role I'm never been upset about being American. I love being from the South. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, true. I love being from the South. I'm proud of my Southern roots. Yeah. Because there's so much that comes with that. And, and, and then at the same time, I just talked about, but like that love is not reciprocated. I'm still concerned for my children. Yep. Like I still have to teach them about, I have to teach my kids about racism and discrimination and how to, how to navigate, Yeah. you know, how to the, recognize the it because you know, the it's, system. it's been, it's been kind of cloned a little bit like or cloaked, not cloned. Racism has been kind of cloaked. So I, I'm learning that I have to teach my kids what it looks like. Like it's yeah. not a joke when people try to make jokes or it's not um, like those jokes are not OK. Those no, are racist. Jokes, exactly. And, we have to talk people out. and when 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 you're not chosen or when you are spoken to differently and you realize because my kids have come home and been like such my my teacher said da, 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 to this person and da, 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 to that person, not maybe not even to them. I'm trying to teach them how to recognize when there's a disparity because yep. If you can see it happening to someone else, then you can recognize it happening to you. And we have to do those things in order for our kids to be self-advocates, in order for our kids to be able to have confidence to say, that is incorrect. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying that's not correct. Right. And we do. And there are. And what I will say, I've had so many teachers, like once I started sharing the Equity Watch infographics, I've had people who have reached out to me and they're like, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that I want to start this work at my school. Oh, I want to teach. Can you help me build a curriculum to teach, mm-hmm. you know, my students about anti-racism and about, you know, um, um, help me teach them to be culturally competent, or I want to talk to them about social justice. And it's because that there are absolutely a lot of people who want to see change, yeah. but they are feel they're, 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 they are. And then I think of where I work, you know, it's very, very, it's a red, very red, um, um, County. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, there were six busloads of folks who made the trip to the Capitol on January 6th. Now I don't know the people, mm-hmm. but there were buses who went. So that is where I work. Um, and wow. I've traveled, you know, I've traveled to different schools and I've seen the flags represented and I'm not political by any means, but I feel like you are saying a little bit of something if you support certain, you know, certain things. Absolutely. Um, or if you're willing to, to, to let someone know this is where I stand because there's some behaviors that were questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just about, cause I'm, I, I say this all the time. I actually am not affiliated with the political party, right. um, but I am, I'm pro-humanity. So when it comes down to just being a good human, I, I have strong convictions. So. Like, I have had people who reach out to me and they said, I just want to know if I do this, I won't get fired because, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, like, well, 
why would you get fired? But the reality is there are still people who are also very afraid, especially right now yeah. with the, the climate, yep. you know, in our country. So, so everybody, I don't believe that everybody is racist. I don't believe that everybody's prejudiced or everybody is homophobic. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. those are not things that I believe. I want to believe and see there are more, there's more good than yeah. there is all the antis or isms. Um, but what I have to be present in, especially in my line of work, first of all, I have to remind people that there's no room for personal beliefs in education. Right. Not I don't care at how, all. I don't care how you feel. When you get to school, you serve every child the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care. You can go home and be the biggest bigot. Mm-hmm. That's, that is really, that's, uh, that's you. That's you in your home. Right. But when you come here. You treat every child and you serve, support and teach and see every child the same way. And, and that's if, you all can't, I'm if you can't do that, then you need to change your profession. Then this ain't for you. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> is not a job for you. Exactly. Exactly. So let's now that we've talked a little bit about well, what you do <laughs> and life, like let's change gears just a little bit. OK. There was something that I send to everybody um, whenever I'm trying to find out information and it's called Think About This. So I don't know if you remembered those questions that I sent to you. And I wanted you to really think about the things that I was asking because okay. it gives us a little insight. And after we do this, we're going to play a little game. Okay. So the first part is something you can teach in five minutes. Okay, five minutes. So just recently, um, shout out to Alpha Kappa Alpha Story Incorporated. <laughs> I am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And um, again, being a first generation, there weren't Greeks in my family and I got to college and I saw the culture and I loved it. So I was asked to join and I did. So I'm a proud Alpha Kappa Alpha woman. But just recently, you know, on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. January 20th, for our sorority, that is Kamala Harris Day because our new Madam Vice President Kamala Harris is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And our organization is the first black Greek letter organization for, well, for black women. Um, and it was founded at Howard University, which she is and was initiated through Alpha Chapter at Howard. Yeah. Um, and we were founded in 1908 in Minor Hall um, by nine women. So I um really excited about that. And ultimately, you know, our founders' dreams came to fruition. The majority of them were educators. So that's why I was always really connected. But at the same time, just having another woman, or not another, but a woman yeah. as vice I cried all day. Like, it was really very emotional for me, especially when you come off of the heels of January 6th and then yeah. into her actually standing there with her hand on the Bible. It was very emotional for me. Because I'm a feminist also, you know, like, yeah. so so for, for women, I was like, this is... It's this amazing. Five minutes, I just wanted to share about my illustrious organization, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Okay. Okay. A-K-A. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what is, what, what inspires you? Okay. So I know in my response, I talked about the difference between inspire, inspiration and motivation. I had to look it up because ultimately, initially, I just like my family, my kids, mm-hmm. you know, um, I feel. But I think that's more motivation, like my family, my children. My inspiration really comes from my, my relationship with God and mm-hmm. the, the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always constantly inspired by how he moves and how he works. Yeah. Um, there are things in nature that I've, I connect with like this past year, which, you know, I'll talk about Cardinal Ed, but the Cardinal Ed was very symbolic. And I really, before this year, I never really knew what a Cardinal meant, but I was at a, a friend's home and she said, oh, there's a Cardinal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what's that mean? And she said it. And then ever since then, I noticed that 
I would I would see cardinals and then something amazing or like it was like a promise or I'm here, I'm present. And yeah. so so God's spirit, like the spirit of God, how he moves and he continues to bless me and cover me. Um, that inspires me. It, it really does because it's really powerful. It's really deep and it's really powerful. But so, it's true. I mean, and that's our roots, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he shows up and it's just amazing. So the, the spirit of God is really what inspires me. OK. The next part is, do you feel like the little girl you were would look up to the woman that you are today? Yes, she would probably be like, how do you end up doing You know what I'm saying? Like, she'd probably ask a lot of questions. And, but I will say that where the area I've been consistent in, my, I've always been goofy, silly, mm-hmm. you know, like I've always been inquisitive. So I've always been a child that asks questions and people that drives people, that even drives my husband crazy. It drives him crazy because I am. I've always been inquisitive. But I think she would, I think she would be really proud of the fact that I've been able, and I was a thumb sucker. So you know, I, I had a lot of insecurities that I never really shared with people because I had my teeth. I had an overbite, buck teeth. You know, that's that's the I guess the slang of the term that we often would use. But uh-huh. I was very insecure about my teeth and even just being black for a long time. And I never shared that with anybody because, you no. know, I didn't come from a home where we love being black. But I mean, I come from a home where black was cool and we loved it. And yeah. that's who we are. Yeah. But then when I'm at school, I'm only seeing white people and then I'm only being taught you know, well, about slavery yeah. or, you know, and being my people being enslaved, it was like kind of like shameful. Yeah. Um, so that is where that comes from. And I, I had those, like I used to be a white girl or had that kind of hair even, you know, like our hair textures are different mm-hmm. and I didn't like my nose. So those are things that I didn't share. So really to be comfortable in who I am and just be me unapologetically, like she would definitely be like, I'm glad that you figured it out. Cause you had, I probably had that little girl stress. She was probably stressed. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm sorry to her because, you know, I had all these things and these feelings. That... So I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's glad to get the release that she's getting now because I absolutely am very, very proud to be who I am. And I, I believe that she would be very proud of me, too. And I'm so shocked. Like when I read that and to hear you say that you were good at not telling anybody or letting anybody know that because you were the prom queen. Like you... Everybody wanted pumpkin. Like, the, okay. So we call Cassandra. <laughs> Let me, because I don't want people to be like, who's she talking about now? Pumpkin is my cousin. And she is also Cassandra. <laughs> so all of my life, all of her life, we have called her pumpkin because your birthday is when? On Halloween. Is on Halloween. So like, yeah. why would her name but not Lynette, be pumpkin? And this is what you, and you probably don't know this because I didn't know this either, but um, they started calling me pumpkin actually because I was fat. What? I was fat. That's why they started calling me that because I was fat around baby, but which don't, which I'm like, now what? Are you sure it will because, but my birthday is on Halloween. So I always thought that too. Yeah. But, but my mom, Farley, my dad's mom, mm-hmm. she tried to start calling me Buffy. Now why? Why? <laughs> like that? What is that? What is a Buffy? What? You know, so I'm glad that didn't stick. So instead of Buffy, my mom was like, nope, I started saying punky. So that caught on. <laughs> so that is why. And not my birthday's on Halloween, but my birthday is on Halloween. I so did not know that. So I just went along with that. So, so that I'm, makes more sense. I'm today years old. <laughs> today years old when I found out that we call you pumpkin because you were fat and not because your birthday's on Halloween. Yeah. Well, just don't well, it. Okay, then. Yeah. See? But no, we, we just, let's just go with that because that Buffy story ain't it. <laughs> and that done threw me off because, like, I forgot what I was even trying to say. Sorry. We were just talking about the Oh, because you said pumpkin, and then you were going telling me about. I, I talked talk about my insecurities about my parents. Yes. Okay. Ooh, reel it back in. Thank you. Um. 
so I just everybody wanted to be Punkin's friend. Like you were always a pretty girl. You always had the best clothes. So to hear you say these things, this is how I know we come from like a strong line of women because yeah. I feel I had a lot of insecurities myself that many people probably didn't know about. But you never knew yeah. that you had that insecurity. No, I, like I, I never knew that. I know I came across across confident because that is again we talked about the mask that we wear. Like so, I know yeah. I came across confident because I was confident. You know, I mean, at least that's what I that's. And I'm not saying that I was. I feel like there was a level of confidence, but along with that confidence, I was always I was I was insecure about my appearance, and the the confidence is really just that's a part of our personality, I think, because we are outgoing, and even yeah. you know I could have been ugly for all I know, but still you know <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's just like I feel was just kind of outgoing because that was more the personality and not the physical. If that right. Makes- but you were never ugly. So that's, I'm just, <laughs> and when you said you'd have had that little girl stressed out, you probably did have her stressed out because there was nothing wrong with you. Well, thank you. Okay. So this is the last question. And I, I feel like this is a deep question because I ask about if you could be a sound, what sound <laughs> would you be and why? Because, you know, when we speak, I say this to every guest that I have, sound waves travel forever. Mm. There's yeah. nothing that stops a sound wave. And we all know that in the Bible, it says we have the power of life and death in our tongue. Yep. So um, our words, our, our sounds, our just the noises, they they're powerful. So yep. that's why I like to hear what people say when they're when I ask that question, because a lot of people are like, I had never even thought about this until you asked that. So you you had two sounds. Yeah. You couldn't choose just one. So what <laughs> what sound would you be and why? Well, I said to you that um, it was it was tough for me, and I don't think I have been asked that question before. And I've a- I've been asked like, what animal would you be? But never the sound. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you asked that question because then I really started thinking about it, and it is very powerful. And I'm mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh wow. Um, so a bird chirping is what I said, and I said an ocean, and I said the bird chirping. And I said specifically a cardinal, of course, but yes. Um, I think you know when I hear a bird in the morning or just over my life, when I hear birds, like when you wake up, you hear birds chirping, it's a symbol of a new day, a new beginning and a mm-hmm. new opportunity to, to, to be a better person than you were yesterday. So that is why I choose the bird because I think I hear the chirping. And I, to me, it's a symbol of hope and promise yeah. and a new beginning. And I chose the ocean because I, I do, I love ocean sounds and it's very peaceful and tranquil to me. Like I have ocean sounds downloaded, <laughs> like an <a laughs> album of ocean sounds downloaded. Yeah, I listen to it because it's just very calming and relaxing. Um, it takes my mind off of things and it, it helps me get to a place of, of just rest. So yeah. those are the two sounds. I, I love the sound of the oh, And maybe even it could be running water because I like, you know, I like the sound of running water, but I say ocean and mm-hmm. definitely for a bird chirping. And for those reasons. See, I love the thought about a bird because we were just watching a movie the other day and it was like a sci-fi movie. And so something had happened and everything had blown up. And just for the record, I really don't like sci-fi movies, but... <laughs> I watch them with my husband because he does. And I get it. That's I just do you know what why. I have to do. Yep. <laughs> so everything had like blown up and it was crazy. You know how they, those movies can be. And when these people came out of whatever hole they were in and everything was supposed to be new or everything was supposed to be like destroyed, they walk out. And that was something somebody said. Listen, do you hear that? It's a bird. And so like for them, that meant life is still here. Yeah. Like even everything's torn up and destroyed and we were in a hole and we might be the only people left. Birds just symbolize because you can't see them all the time, but you can hear them. Yes. And, you know, even in the wintertime, when everything Mm -hmm. is like gone to sleep, hibernating, dead or, you know, dying off, 
there are still birds. Yeah, they just live their best life. And when it's when it's quiet and you don't hear birds, the only time I know that we don't hear birds or anything like that is when there's a storm about to come. Yeah. So that's like the indicator, like the sound of birds are an indication of new life or we need to shut it down for a minute because something's about to pop off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like that's so birds, like when you said that sound, I was like, that's amazing because a bird is really indicative of a lot of things. The sound of a bird. Yep. Thank you for sharing those wonderful, um, thoughtful, insightful answers. Those are great questions. And now we're going to roll over into, before we do the, the question of the day, because I didn't even mention the topic. We just kind of got into the topic without me even ask or saying it. But the topic of the day was the young black educator in 2021. So we've basically, everything that you've shared with us about your education, your experience, what your role is, and we're going to get into your new venture here in a minute. But you are the epitome of the young black educator in 2021 and what you have to offer um, for not not only black, but brown um, people as well. Any any people of color and white children. Yeah. So they have like to get the knowledge as well. You know, because we important. can't just be we can't just only know ourselves and be in our silos. And that's what I, I actually was in a meeting yesterday about this global experience. So this abroad trip that we're trying to plan for some students in the district and. I, I had to say, it's like, you know, like, it's not enough for kids to come to school and not be bicultural. Like, kids have to be bicultural, multicultural mm-hmm. if they can, but yeah. absolutely bicultural. So this is not something that's just for black and brown kids. Like, even our white students need to know about other cultures. They need to know about black people. They need to know about Latinx, Hispanic population. They, like, we have to know about each other because yeah. our world is not one culture. Our world no. is not one race. Our world is not one gender. Our world is not one socioeconomic status. Our yeah. world is not one sexual orientation. So mm-hmm. we need to know about other people so we are not judgmental, so that we are loving and we care about humans. That's yeah, all. like that's what we need. So we're going to pop into that shortly. But now we're going to go into a segment called The Five. And what The Five is, it's just a rapid fire question and answer kind of se- session that lasts for five minutes. Okay. So what I'm about to ask you, I want you to give me the answer, the first answer that pops into your mind. Okay. Like, even if something else hits, I want you to say the first thing. Because okay, what, these, what, <laughs> okay. what these questions do is give a, um, an insight to what type of person you are. Even okay. as simple as they are, they're going to tell us who Cassandra R. Farley Martin is. Okay. Are you ready? Who- I am. And that person is Punkin, just to make sure y'all still with them. (laughs) For the people in the back, that's Punkin. So if you hear me say Punkin, we still on the same guest. It's the same guest. Okay, so I'm about to pop off the the timer. You have five minutes to answer these questions. And if you have to to think and talk, that's fine. But we just got five minutes for this session. Do you ready? I am. Here we go. Three, two, five minutes. Are you early or late? Girl, I'm late. I mean, and it depends on what we're talking about, but early is not something that people would use to describe me. It's not in my I'm, ministry either. I'm early, in my, I'm early in my thinking. You know, like my brain is quick, so I'm early there. But when it comes to arrival, nah, I'm late. Praying, though. I really, and that's, yeah, it's not in my ministry. <laughs> would you rather fly or drive? Fly. Are you an I'm introvert a, or an extrovert? Um, Come on now. I'm an extrovert. <laughs> If you have to sing or dance, are you a singer or a dancer? I'm the dancer. You're the singer. Okay. 
<laughs> lipstick or eyeshadow kind of girl? Lipstick. I know that. <laughs> Do you use words or emojis? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I use both. I do which too. One, which one do I use more than the other? Which one do you like gravitate to first? I think emojis. Okay, or, I, I yeah. do too. I really like them. I, they just give a little extra punch. They capture it, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> do you like coffee or tea? Coffee. Cash or card? Ooh, both. But I'm a card. I never have cash. I know, me either. I did something <laughs> for 80 cents the other day. Um, do you text or call? Text. Do you like oatmeal or cereal? Oatmeal. Okay, so you got to pick one out of this next little part. Okay. Lyrics or instrumental? Lyrics. Fresh or frozen food? Fresh. Your favorite smell? My favorite smell. Oh my God. Oh, oh give me a second now. Okay. What's you got three now? minutes and 18 seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I never. I know. Now, now that is a hard one. It is. What, what do I like? Like, I mean, like, I like the, the smell of food, like seasonings and things, I think, was probably my favorite smell. Like Aunt Jeanette. Like, when I think of food, I think about Aunt Jeanette's house. Yeah, your, like... Your, your mama. Yeah, like, like, fresh, like food being cooked. Can like that be a Greens and stew beef. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so pick one. Music, book, or pen and paper. Now, come on. That is not fair. I'm just saying. Pick one. Mm-hmm. Music, book, or paper. Mm. Like if you had to take one with you, would you be taking music, like your headphones for music, a book, or a pen and a piece of paper? Music. Okay. Do you like to write with a pen or a pencil? Pencil. Um, real or fake plants? Real. Do you wax or shave? Shave. I can't afford wax. So I'm just be honest. <laughs> That's expensive. I can't afford it. I, I got too many children. I would love to wax. If I could afford it, I would wax, but I can't. Oh, my God. I got a Groupon. You know a Groupon. <laughs> okay, we moving on. Sorry. Car- caramel or chocolate? Caramel. Bottle or tap water? Bottle. <laughs> Do you like food on the grill or the stovetop? Ooh, I like both, but I like grilled food a lot. I say grill. Yeah. Um, if you eat meat, do you like it well done or kind of like rare? How you like it? Uh, medium well. Medium well. Action, comedy, or sci-fi? Comedy. Okay. Who would you like to meet? It could be either past or present. Past or present. Michelle Obama. I know. <laughs> Rowan keeps saying, I want to go to, the, um, whenever they were in the White House, she's like, can we just go to Michelle's house? And I was oh like, I God. wish we could, baby. One day me. we will meet her. Michelle Obama. A little known fact about you. Okay, wait. That's a question, right? So, it is. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've shared so much. Well, I, I feel like Barbie. That's okay. not known. Nobody knows that, though. So you said a known fact. A little known fact. Like, one that people don't really know. Oh, yeah. I feel like Barbie. Yeah. Okay. Um, your favorite dessert? Cheesecake. Heels or flats? Well, <laughs> 10 years ago would have been heels, but give me a tennis shoe. I am 40 this year. Give me a give me a dwell cushion sneaker. I don't know what I was thinking back in my teens. Oh. Automatic or stick shift? <laughs> I prefer a stick shift. Okay, if you could, like, if you had to have a minivan or SUV, which would you choose? Like, uh, uh oh, oh, 
gosh, I'm just, I can't, I can't do a minivan. I gotta have it. I know. Me I'm too. just too sexy for it. <laughs> I can't do it quite yet. And they're nice. They are. They got like a living room in them, but I still, they do. It's, yeah, okay, we got nine seconds. Um, carpet or hardwood? Hardwood. Dress or romper? Romper. Fast food or home cooking? Three, two, oh crap. Okay, we got to hold that for the next time we get together. Okay. That was, that was the five. That was fun. I know. I know. I love this segment, this part of the show, because you really don't think about these questions, but these are like things that we do every day. Like the smell one. I'm still like, did I answer it? <laughs> I know. And I don't even know if I've ever thought about that and answered that question myself. Like, That's I'm just... It was just just something, a, a quick way to learn you. I know we've heard lots about you and what you do and your passion, but right there, that just shows a lot more to all of the people that are listening today. Yeah, I like that snapshot. Yes. So like I said, our topic was the Young Black Educator in 2021, and I feel like you have given us a great insight to the mindset of a young young black educator for our children, for all children, for your colleagues. Um, I guess the only other, the last question I would ask, because we've covered a lot and I'm, I'm thankful for it. Um, with the climate of the world today, like the country and society, right? what would you say, in, these are your feelings, your opinion, what is the singular most important thing you feel needs to happen for our children to thrive educationally, emotionally, and as a culture? Well, there has to be more unity. And mm-hmm. I think we have been trained to be divided or have divided thoughts and to not celebrate one another. I know culturally, especially for black people and black women, and I see this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I share this with you. So that's why I think this is perfect, because I know as a young black educator, what I will say is a lot of my hardships have come from not being supported within my district because I was the only one. And people really didn't know how to support me or recognize that I need to be supported differently because I am experiencing things like I can imagine being the only black teacher in a school this in, in 2020 where all the unrest and, you know, and, and the, the protests and yeah. the Floyd and all of that was happening and then to have to go in this place. And to be isolated because you really are. Yeah. Um, so what I will say is from that experience, that is why I pour in and I do a lot of mentoring for younger black educators because it's important for them to know that they are, you know, that they, they do have support. They, they are important and they can be successful in their role. Um, and to not feel because we use, we, we lose a lot of educators of color mm-hmm. as well because they, for those reasons, they're not supported. So. Right. For me, especially with young black women who are teachers, I, I want them to know that and, and to share with them that we really have to develop this culture of unity and, and celebrating one another and pulling each other along. Because for me, it's not about me getting somewhere. I still have goals and ambitions because I'm in my dream job. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, OK, I'm here. Like, this can be it. There's more I want to do. There's more kids lives I want to change. So so but pulling others along with me to help them understand the systems that we have until they change and to, to navigate those in a way that they have peace of mind and that they're OK. So right. making sure that because often there's one there's one job, there's one role for, for these two black women. So we're cutting each other's throats to try to get to this one job. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to outshine me. I don't. But there's space for all of us. So it's important for me to, to spread the word that there's space for all of us, for our kids to get there. We have to first be there with each other. We have to acknowledge, accept, support, and love and pour into each other because yes. it takes the whole village. It takes the community. 
And by doing that, by, by having this united front and standing together and showing this unity, you know, it, we really are going to be able to touch more because I recognize I'm only one person and I'm only an expert at what I know. Mm-hmm. I need others. Mm-hmm. I have a colleague, a young black woman who I started mentoring and she just started calling me her mentor because at first I had to accept that's where I am. I am a seasoned educator. I am older now. So yes, I am. I'm a mentor and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's an honor because Lily is brilliant. She really is, but she is a trained special education teacher. Um, and she is a, a multi-tier system of supports coordinator. And that is MTSS. That's the, the language in our world. So okay. we're brilliant. So I'm into her and I, and I am pouring into her because for one, she's brilliant, but I also want to see her accomplish all of these great things. And I also want her to, to continue to grow and develop where she's at because right. she is touching a whole other different school district because she's not even with me right now. She was in my other school district. So we have to be united. We have to pour into each other. We have to be okay. If somebody gets there before you, it's okay. It just wasn't your time. Because there was a position that I wanted when I was at West Charlotte. And I didn't have my master's at the time, so I couldn't even interview for the position. But another black woman got it. And I never had any feelings about her. I was just disappointed that I didn't have that opportunity. But that is what lit my fire. So I got to get back to school. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not overlooked again. So that, and then now hindsight is, that wasn't ever my position to get, you know, like I'm supposed to be where I'm at. So there's space for all of us and we get places at different times. And there still was a lot of learning and developing and growing I had to do because what I'm most proud of, and I think that little girl would be most proud of is the growth that has happened. Yeah, I think of how I used to be, you know, envious, jealous. and, And that is just, not, but that is just a cultural thing. Not because that is something I was taught, but be the best. Also, some of that is there's only one first place. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. So trying to be number one and get there. But and, and along with that, th- that came that thought of I got to I got to I, 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 I don't want her to get it because if she gets it, then I can't get it or I can't. It's not like that. Some things, some things just aren't meant for you or you still have to do some growing and some learning. And that's OK. Yeah. So that with more than anything, as a young black educator, hear this educators of all colors and creeds, just know that. I used to be a teacher that not, I didn't share either. And I would have these amazing lessons. But one reason was because I was the only black certified staff at one particular school. They were stealing my stuff and taking my lessons instead of just asking, will you wow. show me how to do this? Will you help me develop this? They would take my stuff. And I was upset about that because I wasn't being acknowledged for all of this. And they were getting opportunities and I wasn't. So that is kind of also where that came in. But at the same time, I have to help develop my colleagues because we all have to be, it takes all of us to get these kids where they need to be. It takes every single one of us. I can only do so much. Mm -hmm. So even even in delegating, because when I've had staff delegating, you know, but still recognizing that people, people's strengths are what they are. And we're all gifted. But there are things that I'm just, I, I have to continue to learn and grow in. So whoever is good at that, I want them to do that because if they're the best at it and I'm the best at this, then it's on a topic, you know. Teamwork makes the dream work. Absolutely. Is like that's so, like the perfect thing to say. We have, and another thing, we have to just accept our history for what it is. You know, okay. America's history is not pretty, and, and that's okay. Um, but what I believe about America is there's so much promise yeah. in what we have here, and this melting pot, and all of these collective, you know, gifts and talents. Like we can get there. Our history is what it is. White supremacy is what it is. Racism is what it is. Yeah. The murders, the deaths, 
the amendments that had to happen so other people that's what it is but it's okay yeah. let's just move forward let's not forget it and don't get mad at me for wanting to speak about it but right. let's Take that, grow from it, and just say, "Yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't a good look for America. <laughs> it, it really was." But you know what I'm saying? But let's look forward because we have children, we have kids who we need to de- develop, we need to help understand, they need to know the history, so it doesn't happen again. So we have to accept it for what it is, and let's move forward. Now that we know better, let's be better. That's right. Because when you know better, you can do better. Absolutely. So tell us about your newest venture, because you're 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 transforming everything that you've done, all your experiences, your knowledge, your information. And now you're putting that energy into one a new thing. So tell us about that. Cardinal Ed. It is an acronym. Culturally aware, racially diverse, intentionally nurturing all learners. Cardinal, again, I was able it just hit me. So I was like, oh, that's dope. So Cardinal Ed. Cardinal Ed is my um, LLC. It is an independent education educational consulting um, firm, and I am the owner and founder of it. So for that, I am offering the type of training that educators need to be culturally competent, to be equitable in their practices and their behaviors. And this can be for school leadership, district leadership, as well as classroom teachers. I can help you develop curriculum that is um, culturally inclusive. And to help you even with your own biases, because a lot of the trainings that I do or I've offered are for implicit biases. First, you have to be reflect and be aware of your own biases so that you do not carry that into the classroom. And then once you have had that kind of mindset shift, you I help you apply that into practice. So Cardinal, it is really my, my, my love my labor of love to education because again, I, I'm very passionate. I love it. I could win the lottery and I would not quit work, quit working because I, this change still needs to happen. Even if I'm a billionaire. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, Cause so, we've seen that money does not matter it does when not it matter. comes to these disparities. It's not. So my, my passion and my heart work is because this is who I am. I love the work. And with Cardinal Ed, I'm hoping again, I'm a new business. Um, and I'm hoping that I will be able to support schools who just have that gap, you know, mm-hmm. and it's okay to have the gap because, again, we've inherited an educational system. We've inherited an educational system, but it doesn't mean that we can't do a hard reset or we cannot shift and change and say, well, let's, because if it's not good for our kids, we need to just stop doing it. Because right. what we find often with systems, like when they would bring in someone like me, it could be just a check a box. Oh, we hired the equity person. So let's not let's not really do the work. But. You know, yeah, just to say we that, have it. Exactly. Often that happens. And along with that, they will try to put what I call an equity bandage on something because we just want to, oh, let's start this program for those kids. And these and those kids are typically marginalized scholars or kids who are mm-hmm. poverty, you know, poverty stricken. So th- those kids, let's start a program. They don't need another program. They need to get it right in that classroom where mm-hmm. everybody else gets it. So this is how we do it. So that is me helping, like, let's look at some data. Let's, let's identify what the need is. And from the need, be intentional and strategic with making sure we make the adjustments. And if we have to completely deconstruct and reconstruct, then that's what we have to do. We don't need to make it more efficient for those it's working for. We right. might have to just completely dismantle it and start all over. And, it's, and we can do that. Like, we don't have to keep doing it this way. We can completely change all of this. I love it. I mean... As you're talking, I'm just thinking, because I know here in Indiana, in our school system, it's necessary. And, and there's not many children of color, period. And I feel like 
because I was asked by our school, a couple school board members, like, what is something that we can offer for our our school system, our district to help people become more aware? And what everything you're saying is what we need. Because they don't have anybody that knows like they don't have the I don't say I don't don't want to say they don't have the education. They just don't have the experience or the knowledge or the the insight to say this needs to change. Yeah. Or I don't. That's why you are important. Go ahead. And that's what it. And no, no, I'm sorry. I get so excited. So that's why I keep No, that's okay. fine. That's fine. That's, that's really what it is because, like, even within the district that I work in, the number of the data is is very disproportional when it comes to marginalized populations. But what I will say is, I haven't talked to anybody who does not want to make that shift. They just don't know how. Right. And I'm trained. And I'm studying this and I'm reading about this. So this is my wheelhouse. This is what I do. If this isn't everybody's wheelhouse, you know what I'm saying? Or everybody right. did not go to school because with my doctoral program, the concentration, I chose Western because they do have a concentration in equity and social justice because that is the type of leader I want to be. So I know this because I'm learning about it. I'm reading about it. I'm still not an expert. I'm a scholar practitioner in practice, mm-hmm. but there are things that I know also from experience and training and and one thing that I think is very beneficial to me in my craft is the fact that I've worked in a, a very diverse um, area when it comes to education. I've been in rural. I've been in urban school districts. You know, like I've been in large school districts, small school districts. So because I've had that experience, I haven't just been in one place. I also have seen a lot of different things. So that allows me to have this lens. Mm-hmm. And with this lens, I'm able to be very intentional. I'm able to see things that people cannot. And a lot of times, like a fresh set of eyes is all that's needed. Because yep. even in my district now, I was in a meeting yesterday, and I was concerned about the fact that we are only translating documents in English, well, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And for me, first and foremost, I had to make people aware, like, just like people cannot read English because they're illiterate, all families who are Latinx or Hispanic cannot read Spanish because they are illiterate in their native language also. Right. On top of that, I know we have just more than two languages. So even if there's one, for example, there's one Liberian family, there could just be one. They still need it in their language. That is being culturally responsive. That is being culturally sensitive because sometimes we're so insensitive and we want them to, to just take it how we give it to them. Yeah. That is not saying you care. That is not, not making me feel as if I belong. Mm-hmm. What would make me feel as if I belong is if you took the time to recognize, well, they don't speak English. Let's get this document translated in their language. You know what? They can't read in that language. Let's make sure that we hire and have someone who mm-hmm. can speak to this family and this child in their language. That even, that's even with sign language. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we're so insensitive and we're just so used to the, the norm that we aren't even looking at we have more than just Hispanic families, even like we have Liberia. We have there's a very large Liberian community in Rowan County. So, so those are some of the things. Like even with that, like even there's if there's Hmong? one, do you have Mongs and yeah, Vietnamese? Yeah. Like Mong, um, the um, Alaskan Pacific Islanders. Like we have all of those. If not now, not large populations, but to me, if there's one, they need. We need to do it for that one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause mm-hmm. often they'll be like, well, we don't have it. We, we need, no, if there's one, we do it for the one. Yep. Yep. It's necessary for everybody because everybody. you don't want years later to have these adults say, I remember when there was nothing for me. Yep. I can, and I mean, I remember I, I was pregnant once, once I was pregnant with <laughs> one of our kids <laughs> and uh, we had some uh, Latinx friends 
that we had met. And I remember them saying, when you have your baby, teach him Spanish so that he can be friends with my kids. And I thought, like, before that, I hadn't even thought about little kids, little Hispanic children, Latinx children in a classroom not being able to really interact with anybody because they didn't speak the language well or they just didn't feel comfortable. But that brought awareness to me when he said, when your baby is born, please speak him, please teach him a different language so that my kids can play with them. And I was like, wow, these are the weights on parents. Absolutely. And because they all, and, and I'm glad you brought up the L population because I was in a meeting just yesterday about the number of L students at this one particular elementary school and number of L students that are in academically and, and intellectually gifted, like in this in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said is, I was like, well, first and foremost, like think of the climate of our country, you know, and then within yeah. that, like the trust, you know, like we were trying to get them behind the wall not too long ago within America. Yeah. So you have to think about the trust. You have to think about the cultural approach. And if you're expecting to identify them as gifted, you have to make it cultural knowledge that they understand because they have no background knowledge of American cultures and norms. But you have to. So even something like we really have to look at this because what happens is those kids will be placed in like L um English language learner classroom sometimes. And if they don't grow or develop the language fast enough, they stay in that setting. And it is, has nothing to do with their intelligence. And that's really the point I was trying to make. Because if you drop me in Mexico right now, right. I'm going to not seem very bright. But clearly right. I am. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? I'm Absolutely. not going to seem very bright. But my intelligence hasn't changed. It's a language barrier. So yeah. what happens with these kids, it's not their intelligence or their intellect. It's just a language barrier. And it's our responsibility to fix it, not theirs. Right. I, I mean, there's just so much. And so... Yeah. There's so many things that we so need to make sure there are, but that's what I was going to say from what you're doing and what your goal and aspiration is, you can at least address some of them. Yes. And if it, if you take one pebble out of a mountain, it can make a landslide. Like if you, you could cause an avalanche. So you being that small um, catalyst and you growing your business growing, Throughout the whole country, throughout the world. That's what I'm I'm claiming throughout the world. I claim that too. <laughs> you you start that movement and there there has to nothing can happen but shift. Like there has to be a shift that comes with that. Right. When we get that information and exposure to the right people, then it rolls over to more people, then children are helped across the country. And then we're we're growing a generation that can be more culturally competent. We're growing a generation that can be more educated, more confident, period. Yes. And that's what we need in the world today instead of shiftless, um, give me everything. Yeah. I don't care. Um, it doesn't make a difference anyway. Like that's the kind of attitude some of the children are growing with because they're trying to do things, but really it's not making a difference because they see that nobody's being moved by it. Right. And, and uh, there's, and with the consulting, you know, there's a lot of gimmicks. Well, I'm a gimmick consulting company. It's because equity, diversity, inclusion, social justice, those became buzzwords last year because yep. of the unrest. And I felt I really didn't like that, of course, because I'm so passionate about it. And it, I know it was so, it's like, well, what is hard work? It's mm-hmm. not easy because there are, there are some uncomfortable conversations that have to happen. Yep. Um, and, and I have to, and that's another thing I help 
educators and school leaders and administrators have those uncomfortable conversations with their faculty, with their staff, because it has to be said. But like, I don't like the buzzwords because people are saying that they're doing something. And, and then you come to my school district, you say, this is what you're about. This is what you'll give us. You give it to us. We get it. But then I try to do it and it don't work. Oh, well, that equity stuff didn't work anyway. And that's not okay because then it's like, well, it didn't work. So we're not doing that no more. No, 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 no. The delivery was probably wrong. It was not executed well. Like this. So I don't not. I had to be, I wanted to jump in there and toss my hat in the ring because I know I'm real with it. I'm authentic. I have the knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. And the gimmick, the gimmicks, the gimmick consulting, you know, companies and businesses or whatever, they have to, they have to kind of be, be shown for what they are because they can do some real damage in this work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. and, and, but that's everything. It's people just try to take shortcuts just yep. because it gives them an advantage. Because like, I'm going to take advantage of the situation that's going on right now because that'll give me a quick dollar or that'll give me some clout. And that's not what it's about. It's really yep. about changing yep. for the better. Yep. Yep. Because it's really about being a good human. You know, this, yeah. all of this shift, it's about being a good person. You yeah. know, because at the end of the day, part of our directional system talks about, you know, because, and this is how I, this is my philosophy in my classroom. Like, I'm cre- like. They're coming to me, and when I put them in the world, like, first of all, they're going to be in the community with me. They're going to be mm-hmm. at the grocery store with me. I have to get this right. Yeah. I don't want no crazy folks to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I got to get this right in here yeah. because I yeah. don't want to put them out there all messed up. No, this is a big deal. So that's how I feel. Like, we got to get this right. Yeah. It's this so important. It's important. We, we, that, that right there, we have to get this right because like our lives depend on it. Their lives depend on it. Yes. It's, it's just necessary. I, that's the only word that keeps coming to my mind is like necessary. It's necessary. So, you know, there is never a time that I don't love talking to you. Um, we have the best times. We laugh, we cry, we do whatever. And this is why I just, I'm so thankful that I'm able to share you with my people that are listening. Um, I, I just, I, I thank you. I appreciate you taking time to give us the information that you've given us. And where can people find out more about Cardinal? Great question. So um, I do have a website and I was like, it's kind of, I, like, I don't know the exact web address. I'm looking at it. Look, I'm glad you asked me that. Um <laughs> Look, view our site. What is my web address? So my web address is cardinaled.wixsite.com backslash website. So I'm going to spell that. C-A-R- I'll have it all. I'll have okay. it all on the, okay. the description and everything. But you go ahead and spell okay. it. because But I'll have it all. I want you to let everybody know for sure. Okay. So C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-E-D dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot C-O-M backslash W-E-B-S-I-T-E. So that's cardinaled.wixsite.com backslash website. That is my website. And I am, do, am I on? Well, Cassandra, if you look up Cassandra Arfala Martin or Cassandra Martin, if you Google me, I, that will come in like Charlotte specifically. But mm-hmm. I do travel. So it's not just for Charlotte. I will travel. Okay, I do travel um, to, to provide the training and the workshops. I do have a team of folks. It's not just me, but I do have... Um, a team that can support me, especially if it's a big school faculty or a large group of folks to just help support with the trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, my business number is 980-355-9073. My email is cm.at.cardinaled at gmail.com. So cm dot at dot cardinal ed at gmail.com and again i know you'll share all this information but 
Yes. That's my business. I am a legit LLC. I'm very excited. You know, just like my first gen college graduate, my first gen business owner, my parents aren't business owners. Amazing, very, very loving, wonderful parents mm-hmm. who, because of them, I'm able to pursue all of my dreams and to for these things to happen because they did love me. They did pour into me. They still believe in me and I'm, I'm grateful. I have a great support system with my husband and my children. Um, because I am navigating a lot as a mom and a student and a professional. It's a lot, but you know, again, yeah. I'm just out here doing what what is in my heart. Um, and and I, again, that little girl will be very proud. Well, I'm proud of you. I know. I don't know if, if that means anything, but like it I think about us. <laughs> and all I'm proud of our you life. <laughs> I, I just love you. I just think about like I see us at your wedding, like the wedding picture. Remember? Do you remember the wedding picture where we're like in the the reception hall and it's just me and you and you look like a Barbie? Yeah. Like I, I just that see that picture. We're hugged up. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering that picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like there's so many. There's so moments. many pictures of us moments. and moments in my mind. So I'm just thankful. And like I said, I'm not shocked. This is like expected. So I'm I'm excited to share. And I think we've covered a lot. I think um, <laughs> within um, the information that you've given and within the um, the contact information. Anybody can go to the website. Anybody can look into what you're doing. I'm going to yeah. share as much as possible. Or just call. But yes. Call the number. Reach out. You travel. That's good to know. It's just, it's, it's so important. So it is. I, I'm happy I'm, to do it. I'm happy to help. I'm here for this reason and I'm real about it. So, you know, if there's a need, I, I say like, we have to get it right, especially with these babies. So please reach out. I love it. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope that you've gotten um, insight to what is necessary for this time, this day, for our the next generation, for the children that are in the education system right now. And I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. This is Her Real Life. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye.